Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
Uh, here, here's another thing I was going to uh, notice about Home Depot. You ever see these people, and whether it's at Home Depot and they kind of got those heavy-duty carts, or if it's even just at your regular, regular grocery store, those kind of people that push their cart with one hand and they're talking on their cell phone with the other hand so they can't drive their cart very well. So they think that that means it's okay for them to kind of be in your way or not get out of the way or have the right of way because they're too lazy to steer the motherfucker with two hands and they ain't got a hands-free kit and they're too weak to push the goddamn cart with one hand and they piss you off. That burp was for free, just like the show. And, and it just irritates the shit out of me. You can't get off the phone or you can't pull that motherfucking card over and just get your fucking silly ass out of the way so people can do what they want to do at Home Depot, get stuff and get get back to the house. Another thing about the Home Depot thing is, man, I'm on a tangent here, is like, like maybe two people. And you know, like when you go to Home Depot, you got those real wide aisles and then you got the narrower ones. But like when you go to that one that comes from the garden section and it shoots all the way to the back of the, uh, to the store where you would go when you hit that extra wall, then you'd take a left to go to the bathroom. But that, I mean, that, that damn, uh, that aisle right there is probably 12 feet wide. And I've seen two people entirely block a 12 foot wide path by the way they're walking and positioning themselves. Every time you want to make a move for that pass, just like you're on a home stretch for the 500, there's an oncoming uh, person with their cart talking on the phone. They can't drive their cart, so you got to tuck back in and keep drafting. It's like, motherfucker, get out of the goddamn way. It just irritates me. Or that person, they put their cart, not only do they put their cart in the middle of the aisle, and this is over like on the paint section or whatever it is, over in the screws and stuff where you get all the, the hanging stuff for pictures. Not only will they kind of jack their cart out there, so you got to physically move their cart, but they're standing in the middle of the aisle while they look down instead of being kind of scooched up close or all the way back so as to allow passage by another customer. And they don't, you know, they don't give a shit. And then when you walk by, they give you that fucking stink eye. Like, hey, motherfucker, you didn't see me standing here? Yeah, motherfucker, I did see you dumbass standing there. You're in the way. You should be scooted up or back, and you ought to give people the right of way because they got the right of way. And welcome to another episode of Beyond Bushido brought to you by Rat Salad Review. Happy 316 day, and we here are going to celebrate by cracking one cold beer, two cold beer, and a not really. One beer, two beers. <laughs> Three beer. I'm drinking my Red Bull and water. Mm. I'm drinking my 90 calorie sissy beer. But it's England. There you go. But anyway, so it is happy 316 day. So you must leave a six pack out or a Stone Cold Will's stunner you. Um, what is <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin's Broken Skull IPA. Oh, hell yeah. What? <laughs> oh, mercy. So how was your week doing? I, I uh, had a fight with my ISP, and hopefully the uh, stream is a little bit less uh, discombobulated as my cat is really wanting to go outside. He's going to have to wait an hour. But uh, anyway... <laughs> 
Well, I made my appearance and presence known at APCW this weekend. Uh, as the some of you saw in the pictures, I proceeded to dress like a woman, hide in the crowd just to attack a man who fought me last month. And I think it was one of my greatest ever accomplishments. And I have a giant white fluffy hat that I have to give my friend Amy for when she wants to have brunch and have her avocado toast. Amy, that comes to you this week. I don't know what I'm going to do with the dress and shawl. I gave the cardigan to my mom. So who knows what's going to happen. But It looks like a very I nice cardigan, by the way. With the whole mess. See, the only thing I was mad about was that you well, threw... What, 14 bucks. You, you, you threw the Lariato, and, and I didn't get a youth. Yes. I was that. That's what I was I, thoroughly I dis- so bad. I want to do the afterwards, but I thought it was comedic enough what I was doing, yelling "Who's the man?" while dressed like a woman. So you know, with that, you know, James, how was your week? My week, my week was not bad. It was a little stressful. I mean, uh, you know, with work and everything, but uh, um, I luckily. Uh, my basketball team was a, was a complete disappointment, but that's okay. We're gonna we're just gonna deal with it. It was just a normal week here at the Casa de Lilquist, and uh, we uh, were having a nice uh, nice birthday party for my nephew this weekend. So, and also in 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 the month of June, we might be coming down south southern Georgia land for vacationing. Really. Yes. Yeah, we might go to the islands of Tabby's. No idea where that is. <laughs> Savannah. Just make a stop here in Atlanta on your way down. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah. I, need to go. I, need, I need to go to Jared right, Crickets, I know. Got to get the I lemon pepper wet. You. Yes. I got to tell you, um, I finally watched... Uh, every season, they have everyone but the last season of the TV show Shameless. Um, this past week, I was been watching Shameless, and uh, <laughs> I never seen it before in my life. I didn't know that Chicago and New York had so much in common. But more importantly, do you have any idea how offended I am that me and Kevin have had the same fucking haircuts the entire run of the show? If you watch back every season of Shameless. We run the gamut. <laughs> we run the gamut. The long hair, the down hair, the tied up hair, the mohawk, and then the shaved head. We ran the gamut together. <laughs> so he made and way more money than it, you it, have. It hurts my feelings, James. Does it oh, hurt yeah. your soul? Well, he had the Reva money, too, remember? Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Because he had that Reva money. You got to remember that. He had that Reva money going for him, so he was good. Now, James... We had a very sad thing happen this past week also. Uh, yes. We lost one of the greats in boxing. The man who made his wars famous, a guy who his entire career was just a beast. This guy fought in the heavy, lightweight division, then moved up to heavyweight. This guy fought them all from Sugar Ray Leonard, Tommy Hearns to Roberto Duran. I'm talking about the marvelous one, marvelous Marvin Hagler. Um, it's really a now, funny thing for me to see. Of course, yeah. No, 
Uh, I, I just I was saying like the Marvin Hagler. Uh, everyone talks about Hagler Hearns, obviously. Uh, we there's a little foreshadowing the there, folks. The war. You have to talk the about war. The war. But but my my thing yeah. is the whole Sugar Ray Leonard and how he used the rules, the modern rules of boxing, to his advantage against a man that he knew he had no business being in the ring with. We're talking. I had no business being in the ring with Sugar Ray Leonard. No, Sugar Ray Leonard didn't have that. What didn't, didn't belong in. Uh, it was like he knew it was a mismatch. No, of course not. Even Sugar, yeah, Sugar Ray Leonard even says it was a mismatch, and that the only no, way he could do it. There, I thought you meant that the other way. No, 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 no. I meant it. Yes. I meant it the way that you're, you're thinking. That Marvin Hagler at that time was so dominant in his weight division that it took somebody. He was the Tyson. He was the Tyson. Yes. Of that era. He was. He was Tyson before there was Tyson. He was. He was, he was Tyson at a lower weight class. Mm-hmm. He was a murderer. He was a murderer. I think I, they had they had similar punching styles, which is why I can I see that as an app thing. However, Hagler was way taller for his weight class than Tyson was. Tyson always had that yeah, he was, short but, short issue, but I mean, it didn't matter because he made it up with power and quickness. Exactly. But, uh, James, we do have some footage that I want to show. I'm going to show the greatest round of boxing in boxing history. It's the first round of Marvelous yes. Marvin Hagler versus Tommy Hearns' The War. Round one. It's simply the greatest round in boxing history, seconded only to Mickey Ward or Torgatti. Uh, I, I still think, this, I still, I still think this one war. is better. I still think this round is better than Gotti Ward. Uh, I think Gotti Ward's seventh round, I think it was. Was that the one that they had both had knockdowns? Sixth. 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 Okay. So- sorry. Yeah. <laughs> they were both wards. You were there. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was I close. I kind of knew what was going on. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Here they go. Right from the fucking opening bell, we're just going to go to hell. <laughs> now, go. how good was, was Hearn's inside boxing? Because, you know, you could you could obviously tell he had a reach advantage here, but yeah, Tommy Hearns was just at this time. I remember oh, and a lot of people and my thought, okay, here we go, and we're back. Yeah, yeah, Tommy Hearns for that time was literally just a beast of a man. He was, uh, if I could compare him, we're talking like uh, Julio Cesar Chavez in like '94, monster. Like, you know, just yes. and this is the fight everybody wanted to see. And, I mean, these guys are going at it right from the fucking get. I mean, you got to remember, Tommy mm-hmm. Hearns retired from boxing in, what, late 70s, early 80s. And they were still in the 90s putting him on TV shows. Like, I remember they had him in Martin in that one episode where they were doing um, the, the, the charity boxing event. And they had Hearns hit Marvin, Marvin that one time and he came out and they morphed his head and everything. But, yep. you know, these are just two that. fucking masters of the ring just going at look it. Look at that footwork. I mean, look footwork. at this the whole time. God bless it. Yeah, the footwork on Hearns was insanity. But look at Hagler just stalking him. He's controlling the middle. He's got Hearns has got the reach advantage, got the height advantage, and Hearns is just going to work. Look at that body, body. That was the thing I loved about Hearns. He wasn't just a head on her. Oh, he's a fucking beast. No, he wasn't. Uh, her, her uh, it just it just worked because of his reach advantage and his jab was so so proficient. That's why everyone called him a headhunter. It wasn't that he was doing it intentionally. It was just that he set up everything with that jab. 
fucking going to town right now, bro. And, and I got to give it, give him a second because I got, I got a cat, I got a cat freaking yeah. trying to get here, so I'm gonna let you. And I'm gonna talk over this. Go ahead. But now you see these guys just going. I mean, already fucking faces busted. They're just swinging for the fences. No one's giving an inch. This is boxing right here. This is the boxing that I love right here. Just two guys going to war with each other. And, I mean, they're laying it all on the line. And this is round one of this fight, guys. This fight went yeah. on for, I think it went four rounds. And that was the end of it. But this is what, <clears throat> this first round set the precedent for this entire fight and why it's called the war. Because, I mean, they were just going at each other. They were connecting and swinging. It was an ungodly number. It was something like 78 punches landed, you know, yes. total by each guy here. Like, it was ridiculous. Like, you know. You watch fights these days, and I'm not taking nothing to get away from the fighters today, but to see 76 punches thrown combined, you got to go like eight rounds deep these days. And that was just round one right there. Yeah, that was, that was, yeah, 70, it was like, it was something like, but yeah, the, uh, that, uh, just that style of boxing you don't see anymore today. And it's really sad only because I miss the contrast of styles. You can't see it no more. Yeah. You cannot see that style in boxing anymore because, now we know with CTE, with head trauma, with everything else that goes on, you know, we got smarter fighters today, but just to watch two fucking animals go out there and go fucking nuts like that was just amazing to see. You know, now with what everything we know, we realize how much danger they were putting themselves into. But oh, my yeah. God, man, what fucking animals. Well, it was it was that that um, you know, everyone remembers Stefan Bonner and Forrest Griffin for the same thing. You know, when two guys decide they want to go to war, and yes, they shorten their lives, they really do. Yeah. But the uh, you know it, yeah. the the whole saying of you know you're playing it safe. That's why no one will remember you is kind of true because you know who remembers the safe fighters outside of guys like you know Floyd Mayweather who was just on another level defensively, what other defensive style fighter do you really remember? Yeah, people talk about Triple G Ali, and Canelo. But, but Ali's I mean, whole defense was built around, but Ali's whole defense style was, you're going to let you wear yourself out hitting my face and until it's my turn, I'm you motherfucker. That was one of the most dangerous defensive styles I've ever seen in my entire life, and I think that shortened his career in the long run. I don't, I, I think, I think the idea but of him reliance on rope dope and I know that sounds sacrilegious, but yeah. But the thing is, Ali knew what he was doing. But but the thing is, Ali was just—he was a different animal. He would drag you into fucking deep waters, and then once he got you into those deep waters, you realize you weren't dealing with like a fucking a tilapia. You were dealing with fucking great white. And here he came. So James, today is three sixteen yes. day, and we do have a tribute to Steve Austin today. I wanted to share with you. One of my favorite Steve Austin fights that I'm not sure you ever saw because I remember you didn't start getting into wrestling. I wanted to share with you a match from WCW Saturday Night. Uh, the United States title run, Steve Austin, is absolutely... I mean, obviously, the world title run, WWF, everybody loves that, and I do too. But Steve Austin, United States title run, WCW, with Flair left... Is some of the most dynamic singles matches you'll ever see. Uh, here's going to be a great example here. This is a WCW Saturday night. And in this match tonight, we're going to see Steve Austin versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat for the United States title. This is from 1994. I want to say September the 12th. Uh, 
March the 12th. So March the right 12th. around this time. Not, and oh, I remember I missed that WCW entrance yeah. so much. <laughs> yep, this is film, this is center stage in Atlanta. This is center yep. stage in Atlanta. So this and is, there he is, still in his he's still in his prime. <laughs> this is this is this is actually kind of heartbreaking to watch to remember that this is like the end of Steamboat's run before the back injury that put him out completely. But I just remember me and Anthony sitting, you know, sitting at uh, Anthony's house because we'd watch WCW Saturday night every Saturday night at uh, 6.05 because it got moved to 6.05. Turn time. Yes, it was a 6.05 time. And um, we would watch this, and I just remember this match, and I remember it just how awesome it was. And it's funny because if you look at what Steamboat's wearing, it's still the WWF... uh, the dragon's yes. uh, cape piece. He just put different gear around it. And he, because they taught him how to breathe fire, he started using that everywhere he went. So you got to see cool stuff like this. And he oh, had uh, this music that was always funny to me because it was like this mix of Enter the Dragon and then it goes into like uh, Rocky, the final bell theme. <laughs> and then, can we get right here Steve Austin's entrance music because I used to love this. There we go. Uh, I don't. I don't have random biddle music. Hold on. I don't got random biddle music. Sorry. Oh yeah. Robert Fuller. The hose. <laughs> The hose. <laughs> the hose. And this Hog is Hog himself. Yes. Uh, Mr. The the other Tennessee stud. <laughs> uh, no, that's the that's the one. Jesus Christ. Everyone's gonna love Bob Parker. Oh, we got the old commercials in this one too. What yeah. did you do? What did you yeah. do? <laughs> the Twix commercial from '94. Oh God! Yay! No wonder this one's twenty minutes. It's the full fucking thing with commercial breaks. I love it. <laughs> why? Where did you? Why do you drag? Oh God! That's freaking! That's Taj Mowry too. That's the sister sister yes. kid. Exactly. I love it. Oh, flare baseball cards. Here we go. Oh God! More baby. Here we go. <laughs> Yay! This makes me where, happy. Where did you find this shit? YouTube. I wanted that. They don't have Saturday, the Saturday night episode is not on, you know, that other place that's ending this week. Yay. Take that. Take that. Enjoy your, enjoy watching the, the office and parks and rec. Well, no, because apparently they have a deal worked out where it's only going to be two ninety if you sign up now before the fifteenth. I mean, uh, before uh, the end of the week, instead of four ninety nine a month, it's two ninety nine a month. Oh God! Look at that head and shoulders bottle. Jesus Christ! Yes. Oh, I am enjoying everything about this. Who had fun with that? <laughs> it had two uses. God, thank you for ruining my childhood. <laughs> thank you. Hey, I had a girl ruin it for me in high school. It's made it to me, so yeah, you have to go through the same hell I went through. All right. Oh, God, the Milky Way commercials. Yes! The Milky, Milky Way, Way Park. Yes! 
Mars Milky Way. Okay. Ugh. And Flintstone Kids. Yes. Yeah. Keep you strong and growing. <laughs> yes. I love it. Oh God, the one original one. Flowers. <laughs> the fuck did I do? <laughs> what did you do? What did you do with this? Well, oh, this son, is I'm so trying good. to watch me wrestle Ricky Dragon Steamboat. This is a bitch show commercials for 1-800 fucking flowers. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> In a bonsai tree. <laughs> Get some daffodils and some birds of paradise. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, God. The Monday oh, TNT. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Lakers versus Jazz. Oh no! Oh, oh wow, was that a, that was a rookie Shaq? Oh my God, look how young he was. This is pre Shaq Fu. Oh, I'm ready to go ahead and play basketball. Be sure to check out my new CD, Shaq Fu, coming out. It's going to be a lot of fun That's to listen to. Now, funny story. Sorry, that was that was that yeah, was not this, that was on console. Yes, those were the Super no, Nintendo. No, no. Oh no, Shaq Diesel was the name of his CD. Shaq yeah. Diesel was his rap CD, absolutely. Yes. Now, now here's the funny thing, James. This Steve Austin that's holding on to his hairline for dear life, this is when he switched to the white boots. I know where those black boots hang right now. They're at a biker bar in Douglasville, Georgia, because when, when Steve Austin was wrestling for WCW at this time, he had a house in Douglasville, Georgia. And his favorite bar to go to was a bar called Tops, which uh, after shows, we usually go there, do some karaoke and stuff pre-pandemic. We, we'd, we'd go there, we'd eat, and then we'd do some karaoke after the shows. And uh, it's turned into this one up, like there's a, an area that's elevated that's become the, uh, the, the, the wrestler section. That, that's where they put all of us for the past two years now. I found this place, by the way. And uh, the owner put his autographed Steve Austin boots, the original WCW black Steve Austin boots, on display up there on the wall. So everyone knows that this is where the wrestlers go every second Saturday of the month. But those so, are his so, blonde so keep, boots right there. They, 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 keep, they keep you delinquents away from the normal civilians. That is actually the, the – you know that this is a proper wrestler's bar if they do yeah. that type of shit. You know these people. Yeah. These are these are the good brothers. These these guys yeah. are brothering on a whole other level. Oh yeah, they are. They want to keep us away from the fine citizens that are all in biker gangs and everything, and they give us our own little section up top. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I made my mark in certain spots in Georgia so far. In tops, we have the rest of the section that I've helped create, and then uh, there's a restaurant bar called Highland Tap. That now they keep a case of the. Uh, you're gonna laugh at this one, but this is why they're losing weight. There's always an emergency. They started selling it because I requested it, and now they have an emergency case of white claw watermelons just for me. Oh God! Every time I come in there, there's no, literally it's, they buy. It's all about the high noon pineapples, dude. If you're gonna be drinking that stuff, high noon. Pineapple is the answer. Uh, that is 175 uh, calories per can. White Claw is only 100. I, I know. Or you could be drinking. Catalog. You could drink 95 calorie Yingling Flight. 
No, that's too many carbs. This uh, the the actual proof. Uh-huh. Two point six. Two point six carbs. Yeah, too many. Too many. Uh. Anyway. It has actually been proven that White Claw is keto. Now, you are just watch right now. Ricky and fucking Ricky and Steve Austin are put on a fucking clinic right now, man. Oh, they yeah, really yeah. No, are. No, this and is, I mean, this this is, is, you got to remember. This is world class, and this is uh, this is AWA right now. No, this is fucking, this is, this is WCW wrestling at its best. You got to remember, this is, around, remember, before they started this angle, you had Austin and Pillman as the Hollywood Blondes feuding with Steamboat and Shane Douglas and Steamboat and fucking Dustin Rhodes for the longest time. Why the fuck You're am just... I getting these requests? In the middle of my goddamn show. It's, uh, it's Stone Cold. Hell, son, you told everybody where I used to hang out. What? <laughs> Damn it, bro. Motherfucker. You're supposed to keep kayfabe on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to come film up in that motherfucker and you tell everybody where I am. What? <laughs> I just love it that, that... Uh, Oh, sorry. We were at the show the other night. We were at the show the other night and uh, Damian Wayne stopped by to say hello because uh, he's in town. He's actually filming on uh, the television show Heels. He's the stunt double that does all the wrestling for a character named Wild Bill. Um, so I'm really happy for congrats DW on that one. Uh, seeing him, he came out to drink with us. This is the rowdy bunch that was with us. You had Damian oh, Lane, no. the Tokyo Monster Cohagas, uh, and uh, Leo Bryan of the Dirty Bonds, the bigger one that they always talk about. Looks like fucking uh, Hangman Bobby Page, uh, Bobby Jaggers. Yeah, we were all drinking together, having fun with the regular group of nonsensical maniacs that. So uh, who, look at that! Says, oh yeah, that that was that was slick, and then oh, it just shows how good it just business. yeah it just it just best it fucking arm dragging the business. It shows how good Ricky Steamboat was, and also I mean yeah, yeah. Steve Austin was is no slouch here. Let's yeah, let's let's not let's not say that you know he's being hit, but Ricky, oh god, Ricky Steamboat was freaking amazing. What couldn't yeah, he do? Both fucking going to work. They're both going to work right now. Yeah, they're both and, fucking and, and, going to work. They're both going to town, and it's fucking sick to watch this shit. And this is see, this is why like I don't understand why people say that you can't do old school wrestling, and, and right now, because who thinks this isn't entertaining? Nobody, nobody doesn't think this is entertaining. This was fucking great. This should have been the main event pay per views, but unfortunately, politics got in the way of that. Well, I really feel yeah. like WCW. You gotta understand, I was a stunning Steve Austin. I think his run as Stone Cold was tremendous and it was great. But I always wanted to see that Steve Austin main event push in WCW back there, where he'd be feuding with guys like Sting, and then they start bringing Hogan and Savage. I would have loved those angles. But then you know it all paid off in the end for me because I got to see him in ECW. Uh, when that ECW run. Oh God, that was yeah. amazing. I got to see I got to see one of the rare matches because they had him work with Sandman, they had him work with Mikey Whipwreck, but I got to watch him and Shane Douglas put on a fucking hell of a match. They did it. Oh, one I bet, time that, I bet that was. I bet that was amazing. They did forty five minutes. They no, did they forty five minutes and the, the entire crowd was standing ovation at the end of it. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, those guys are freaking great, and <laughs> look, oh, I love Robert Fuller. <laughs> you gotta love the hose. 
<laughs> I just that that whole family is that that whole family history is amazing. God bless it. They their family has stories. <laughs> Trivia question. Okay. Them, the Fuller family and, and the relatives, the Goldens, everybody else. Yes. This famous Hollywood actress is actually the niece of good old bunkhouse Bobby Golden. I have no idea. Who is it? I'll give you a clue. Uh, think a Martian and then think about a creek. Jessica Biel? Katie Holmes. Katie Holmes. Oh, yeah. I think I've heard that before. I think, yeah, they, she's, yeah. Isn't she like, isn't she related to one of the fields? I guess. I don't know. But I know for a fact that she's fucking Jimmy Golden's niece. I know that for a fact. Wow. But the reason I said Martian, remember Tom Cruise, remember Tom Cruise. Yeah. Well, see, if you would have said Joey Pumpkin. You could have said a sexy pumpkin. How I Met Your Mother. Was she, she, was slutty, she was the slutty pumpkin. Come on. I didn't see that. I didn't watch that show. You did watch that show. You're the one who got me started on that show. Yeah, but I didn't watch like every season. I watched like two seasons and then, then it got dubbed. Yeah. It, was, it, it got dubbed for me when... Here's where it got dubbed. They break up him and Robin and then Robin gets this job and then they fucking... I obviously knew everything was going to come back to me that it was fucking Robin in the end anyway. And they just oh, look at the old school healing. Oh, the old school heel. Yes. And caught by referee Nick Patrick. Uh, the best, even when he was heel. <laughs> and here comes that comeback by Ricky Steamboat. Oh. And he's cut off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I fucking love Steve Austin, bro. Fucking just that ebb and flow, that fucking intensity. You know what made him stand out to fucking Paulie as uh, one of the best work? I think the first time Paulie saw work was just the intensity Austin would hit the works with, with the ropes. When he hit the fucking ropes, he was like, this guy fucking... Austin always had this intensity about him. He had great fucking matches. There's another one. I'm trying to remember what pay-per-view it was. He was United States champion at the time, and it's him and Johnny V. Bad in the opening match on this pay-per-view. Oh, no, he closed line over the top to the floor. But it was, oh. it was that. And the hose yes. with his hose. That wasn't his foot. That was his hose coming out the side of his pants. <laughs> You're going to have to explain that one of these days, the hose. Uh, no, I don't. If you know, you <laughs> the know. Nuts. <laughs> if you know, you know, brother. If you know, you know. <laughs> ah. One time it stopped him from being eliminated in a battle royal because it got hung up for the ropes. <laughs> that was that wasn't the X that wasn't the X seven freaking battle royal, was it? I don't know. That WrestleMania manager one where it was a yes. complete shit show and it was amazing. Yes, I remember that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's very proud of you for that one. It, it wasn't a manager one. It wasn't a manager one. It was a tribute to the legends. Yeah, yeah but it, was, legend, it was a gimmick. It, it was a gimmick battle royal. All right. It had freaking Cornette. They called it the gimmick battle royal is what they called it. Yes. 
Yeah, it was a gimmick battle royal because I had the gobbledygooker brother loving Jim Cornette, and Jim Cornette was doing spots with freaking um, with everybody. Brucey. Yeah, he was definitely <laughs> doing with Brucey. And then, the and then best of course, yeah, that is. Do you know why Sorry. the Iron Sheik won it? Because he couldn't walk. He physically yeah, couldn't walk with his feet. Eliminate him. Yes. Yes. Could have been eliminated. So. <laughs> Would you have any how huge I popped when Sheiky Baby won that battle royal? Uh, I love it that Sheiky Baby is still active on Twitter calling out people like Soldier Boy. Oh, yeah. He's the best. I His really Twitter gotta, is the I really got to call Johnny and tell him to get me in touch with him because I got to take Cosmo out of lunch or something and just hang out with him and talk to him. I got to hang out with I got to hang out with Sheiky Baby. God, are, you, are you ready for that madness? I mean, are you ready to be the calm Bro, one in that situation? You forget, you forget the first independent show I helped John with was at Sports Fest in Staten Island, and She Baby was on the card. Oh, no. So, yeah, I've, I've been around She Baby for many years. I was 15 during She Baby. Oh, so, so, so he's the patient zero. Got it. Cool. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Almost patient zero. That's a story for another day. That's a, Ox Baker was patient zero. Oh, God, Ox Baker. Oh, I love Ox yeah, Baker. If, if it all makes sense. Now, look at that. Right into the fucking room. Oh, that makes all the hose. Oh, yeah. The ref. Uh, two and ah. Uh. You see how carefully he has to look at the steps when stepping down, not to step on himself? Yes. <laughs> it's the hose, baby. This match. Look at this. They keep turning up a level little by little. Oh, yeah. The, 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 it's, just, it's, it's, it's acceleration. It's a slow acceleration to faster and faster and faster. And, you know, it's, 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 it's a, a slow fight. burn. It looks like a fucking fight the whole fucking time. It looks like a fucking war. You yes. Know, this is the main event of the fucking TV. Oh, look at that cell. Look at that fucking cell. Look at this. Now, here we go. Back to it with the chops. You see, this was my favorite steamboat cell because I used to hate the 70s steamboat where you put hands all the way up in the air and did it. Like, I was okay ah, with it. No, there it was. There it was. <laughs> the host still got a bump in him. Because it hit him in the back of the head. The sunset flip. The it's Aloha hard. No. Nope. No. He's <laughs> still fighting it. The hose is still. Ah, fighting. the kick. The oh. And the roll through, too. Almost. Oh, I love this so much. You you knew that those were a bunch of fuller. This is a this is a bunch of fuller finishes if I've ever seen one. Oh, oh I love this fucking match. Here we go. This is what Steve was great for. He would fucking do all these different fucking. Look at this. Constant, constant, constant. Go, go, go with the fucking pins. Fucking tease them. Go with it. Fight out with the backslide. Back well, forth. I mean, he Fuck. he got. I mean, he he broke in with uh, with with uh, you know with Ric Flair and all those guys in Minnesota. Yeah, and it, yeah, you know, and he was yeah. who was their coach? Uh, that was who was, um, who was, who was their stamina and, and fitness. Oh, coach? Look, at, look at Ric Flair! Oh, <laughs> the Ric Flair bump! Yes. <laughs> and Flair, with the help of a steamboat, fucked up. He's like. 
You just hit me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> oh, I can feel it down in my clubs. <laughs> oh, pulsating. <laughs> we go to gym together, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I remember when you were a power lifter. Stop. I didn't see you in the hair. I remember you in a, in a, in a tie-dye bandana. <laughs> that was a written house. conditioning coach. No. The no, fitness no. and conditioning coach for Vern Gagne at that time was Cosmo Vassili, the Iron Sheik. Oh, was it? Okay. He was the one who got them in fucking condition for this shit. Oh, so no wonder, no wonder they're all freaking animals and, and insane and still going at their age. Got it. That makes yeah. perfect sense now. Lincoln Rick can still do fucking 500 squats to this day. Because <laughs> he learned from old country ways, Baba. Old country way. Baba, we're going to make sure that we have you ship for the Minnesota. Oh, I forgot to tell you that story. This is this is my eighth, my other favorite fucking thing. This is why I love my Iranian brothers to death. Because every Iranian that I know that has you know they've been here for a little while but they still have you know the accent and everything they're the best i'm riding in uh in, in a lift the other day getting to the show and uh, i'm talking to the guy I'm like oh how long have you been he's like oh i've been in the atlanta for maybe a year and a half uh we were originally up in the michigan and then uh i got it was too cold so i went to work down in the florida and i come back and now i'm back in the atlanta <laughs> I love they have to put the uh, in front of wherever they are. It's the fucking best. It, it's almost it's almost as good as Australians talking to you like everything is a question. Is when my Iranian brothers hit me with the, I was in the Minnesota, I was in the California, I was in the Madison Square Garden. They got to put the uh, at the beginning, and I fucking love them for every minute of that. That's that's the Persian. the The Arab thing is uh, they have to do everything, and when they have a thing is inshallah or something like that. You know, they have to do the inshallah. <laughs> yeah. My Iranian brothers, I love them for it. They got to hit the wherever they are. They have to put the dot in front of it, no matter where it is. I fucking love them for it. I saw I saw that a few days. I, I caught that a couple days ago with somebody, and I was like, "Wait, wait, you're from there?" And he goes, "How do you know?" And I'm like, "You did this." <laughs> I saw it. Your big reveal. All right. Well, James. Well, this is going to be a quick episode. Be- Holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. We're only 40 minutes in. What the hell? What yeah. is this quick format well, stuff? I fucking love it. But here's the best part. We're going to leave everybody the right way tonight. Because it wouldn't be 316 day if I didn't share my favorite Steve Austin meltdown to ever happen on his podcast. Yes. Steve Austin, like me, cannot stand people who don't know how to use a turn signal. Good quality you're about to use their left and right turn indicator. Yes. And and what you're going to hear once we sign off here is probably my favorite mental breakdown Steve Austin ever had while live on air having to talk about shit that pisses him off. And it is this. I don't think I've ever played this one for you, have I? No, you have not done this one. You've shown me a lot of crazy things. But... Um... I, I still I still remember the first time you ever showed me Chuck Taylor's training regiment. Oh, ever. Yeah. <laughs> With the wheelchair and everything, get it out of bed. Yes. Yeah. I didn't understand it. I wasn't ready. 
for all that. By the way, by the way, we have we have to we have to talk about this because we're we're really sad. But uh, Maki Ito had to go back to Japan. I'm 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 assuming because she got too close to the New Yorkers that she started her shit talking already. She got too over. She got too fucking over. I don't care what nobody says. That's the fucking greatest thing in the world. Every time she comes out, she has to sing her entire fucking theme. I watched it for the first time last night. I'm in the car with my buddy who I rode the training with. And he, I'm, I, we're heading back. He's like, man, I can't believe they did this. And then he knows me. I'm a little old school with my shit. And he just sees me losing my mind, popping for this shit. Goes, no, tomorrow. He's like, how the fuck is this so great to you? I was like, that's Makito. You don't fuck with Makito. I just love it. I just love it that they hot start the match. Everyone and their brother thinks that, oh, she's going to jump in there. Nope, I'm finishing my fucking song. Goddamn right. And then she did it again last night. <laughs> oh, did she, she had a singles match yesterday. She had a singles match yesterday. So she got to do the entire performance. And I love the <laughs> fact that she has her in ears the entire time because she doesn't have like the little in ears, like fucking big No, she got the guy. big ones. She's got the big fucking ears with the styling going on. Oh, Maki Ito is a fucking national treasure, and I love her. I can't. I cannot wait to see you guys corrupt her. I I, I see. I see New Yorkers. We don't have to corrupt. We don't have to corrupt her. She's fucking. She's built for these. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, turn her into the New Yorker that I know you guys can. I know you can. Have you not seen her Twitter account? She's on another fucking level, okay? I just want to see her get, get more influence. I want her to go down to Puerto Rico for a few months and just turn into a, another type of animal. I I want this so bad, you don't understand. I want to see full-on corruption. I want to see a walking embodiment of Sodom and Gomorrah, a moving, traveling roadshow of it. I want Absolutely. everything. Yeah. So James, next week, yes. I'm gonna have a very special announcement. Oh. And uh, okay. I haven't even told you about it, and I'm not gonna tell you about it because it's going to be a tremendous announcement that I don't think anyone's gonna see coming. Well, so I'm gonna if, leave you, you know, with if, that. If, if so so wait, I have to hang on this cliff. For seven days here, okay? We're talking about the Jaeger section of cliffhangers here. We're not even talking Sloan. We're talking Eastwood cliffhangers here. I'm going to hang oh, on yeah. this bad boy for seven days, and we have to wait till 8.05 Eastern time next week, hopefully. We'll get back yeah. to that. Um, and I'm going to have to hold on to this, and I'm going to have to just yeah. dangle. Yeah. I'm going to be Forrest Gump here, and I'm going to teach people how to dangle. Exactly. We're going to dangle it from them. So until then, James, let's take well, it Well, to, to make sure that you see what's going to happen next week on another exciting episode of Beyond Bushido, brought to you by Rat Salad Review. You have to check out Rat Salad Review on Facebook. Check out Beyond Bushido on Facebook. Check out, and, and, and I'm, I'm scared to say this, Wayne set up a Discord. And yeah, yeah, it's um, it's already I interesting. I don't know how to use Discord. I'm gonna have to figure it out now. I I use it for for many things, and uh, it is scary. There is a mobile app. I will warn you. 
I have the mobile there. Discord app. I just don't know how to use it. It's so it's kind of like Skype, but an easier version of Skype. So you can actually chat to people live and like live chatting. So we've so I've used it from everything from meetings to uh, playing video games with uh, with with my group on a on uh, playing Dota. So it is, and there's also like WWE ones. It's kind of like Reddit and Skype had this uh, abnormal love child. Fantastic. Oh, it I is. It is, it is spooky. I am afraid. But please go visit to Rat Salad Review on Discord because, yeah, you need to see this freak show. <laughs> it's well worth the 25 cents to go to go see what's behind the tent. All right. Anyway, cents. no, it's not. That was a, that was a Carney reference. Oh, okay. All right, God on. bless it. Work with me here. I'm trying. No, you're not. You're not helping one bit. Anyway, please go to our uh, our YouTube page at Beyond Bushido. Please go to um, our Facebook page or our Twitter. I did po- I did add something on Twitter. If you did see that, even though oh, it was fantastic. completely sh- it was oh it was complete shameless plugging. It's complete shameless plugging. But that's all we do. We do only the best shameless plugs here. Only grade A quality shameless plugs. Even in places where we may or may not be allowed to shameless plug, we shameless plug regardless. We you do that shit. That, uh, <laughs> I love every minute of it. I was sitting back there just waiting. I was eating popcorn, just going, "Oh God, let's see how this goes. Let's watch." And then your answer to that is the greatest thing ever. I plugged all my other wacky shit here. Why can't I do this? Yeah. <laughs> But they left it up. They never deleted it. They never deleted it. So I I believe that we are allowed to be on the mothership, which is a dangerous, dangerous thing. I don't think Brian knows that we have finally infiltrated. The the pearly gates have been breached. No, he absolutely knows because he posted right after that. I said, please don't post that. I left it up. Okay, Brian. He let us in. He let us in the gates. That's the bad part. He let us in already. It's too late. We're already in. Olympus has fallen. We have gotten in there. All we got to do is infect. It's great. But anyway, for another episode, thank you so much, guys. I think uh, last week's episode, even though with all the technical difficulties, was one of our highest rated ever, which I don't know how the hell that happened. But... Because just, people it, like watching our dreck and knowing that we're fucking as big a fuck ups as they are. Hey, hey, we're gonna show our flaws here. There is, <laughs> we are not a perfect show, and we know it. Exactly. We are flawed humans doing this for funsies on a rinky-dink tablet I bought from Afi's three years ago. For God's sakes, or two That's years ago, I bought this from a military base. So anyway. <laughs> For well, EA. now I know why there's a fucking delay. Holy shit. Yeah, I bought this from the, This is military grade. It's because fucking <laughs> Colin Powell's watching it in between our fucking sentences. What the fuck? Hey, it's not Colin Powell anymore, okay? It's it's now Tucker Carlson because he got mad at, at women wearing flight suits when they're pregnant. When, when I hate to break this to you, Tucker. I know no one else has. We have drone pilots now. You don't need can, to be. Can I say something real quick about that? Oh, Carson, oh, I'd love to hear this. Uh, ben Shapiro and what's the other one? 
There's Steven three of them Crowder. That they, yeah, they all talk like they're like masculine men, and they talk about <laughs> what women should be doing and shit. I want you to name one of those motherfuckers that would last fucking a minute and a half with me in a fight. They would. They wouldn't last a minute and a half with Dusa. I want to know one of those guys who would even fucking one of those guys who could actually pee like they have to use the hand to hold it so they don't fucking piss on themselves. Like these well, are like some small dick, little dick energy fucking little bitches. And for some reason, there's like this like troop of fucking people who are like, oh yeah, they're 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 talking about men. No, they aren't. We don't care. We don't care what fucking women do. If a woman wants to be a fucking fighter pilot, let her fucking fucking be a fighter pilot. We have drones now, people. Not everybody who wears a flight no, not everybody who wears a flight suit is Maverick. I hate to break this to everybody. You know, I'll I'll tell I'll I'll take a little peek behind the behind the curtain. Who had it? Who who did not fly fighter pilot uh, fighter planes? And wore a flight suit for ten damn years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you know how many airplanes but I've been in? If, but here's the truth: if a fucking chick wants to be pregnant and fucking fly a fucking fighter plane and go fucking inverted, fuck yeah, let her. I'm gonna see if well, I can make that thing go inverted. So I can go. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I mean that, that would. That would that would that would take some pressure off of her. She did go inverted for a little bit, you know, because the weight of the child would be off of her. But but here's the thing, James. At the end of the day, I don't give a fuck who does the job. I don't care if they're male, female. They once were this or once were that. I don't give a fuck if they have a fucking pogo stick, the missing fucking leg, and they hop around on it all fucking day. We're gonna call we're gonna call them Hoppy. We're definitely gonna call them Hoppy. Well, like seriously, like I. I don't give a fuck. I've never. That's like the least important thing in the world to me is someone's race or their sexuality or their fucking gender fucking belief or whatever. I don't give oh. a fuck about that shit. I'm, I'm a fucking pro wrestler. Yeah. That's the problem. And, and, There's not enough pro wrestling fans out there because pro wrestling fans have seen it fucking all. And we don't give a fuck. As long as it's fun and entertaining. And fucking sometimes there's a badass match in the middle of it somewhere. Fuck yeah, do it. See, see there was there was cross dressers in the 1920s wrestling. Yeah, there's been there's been people who dressed. You know, there's been trans wrestlers my entire fucking life. Yeah, I mean, fuck. Look at fucking uh, look at Alessandro or Pimpinella. Yeah. I mean, those two, they're fucking monsters, and I fucking love watching them work, and I oh, love hearing Pim- Pimpinella would, would rip somebody's freaking, would, would rip freaking those guys' freaking skulls out of their spines, out of their freaking skulls, I mean, yeah, and freaking play I'm gonna go ahead. I'm going to ruin everybody's fucking belief in me here for one second. Can I tell you what the match of the year was last year? Okay. The match of the year was, honest to God, the match of the year. The only match to be last year that had a Proper build-up that had a big match feel, and when you sit and actually watch the fucking show, you actually see yourself investing in it. Alessandro versus Sunny J- Days, Effie's Effie's big uh, uh, Alessandro versus Sunny Kiss, and uh, Effie's big gay brunch. Uh, that was that the was a match of the fucking year. Not even for the wrestling because the wrestling didn't matter. What yeah. mattered was the big match feel. Going into that, 
We were in a world where fucking everything was dead, and the only fucking two people that delivered that big match feel to me in 2020 was Sonny Kiss and fucking Alessandro at fucking Effie Big Gay Brunch. That match to me was the match of the year last year. I still, and, I still think it was. Why. I still think it was Ivan and Walter, but I believe no, no, that match was amazing. The one and and I could, you know, and we yeah, can say Ivan that. Yeah, but Walter, that was. Here's the thing, that didn't have no build up. That was a great match, but I'm talking about a main event the build up. Okay, yeah, I, I understand like what you're saying. Event, okay, and I'm saying I, when I, I people walk, even I'm talking walking down the fucking aisle way. Okay, and, and, and in that match, you have one person who identifies, if you go to their Twitter right now, their, their fucking legitimate fucking pronouns are he, she, they, and yeah. him and her. That's Sonny Kiss's pronouns. And God bless Sonny Kiss, use all of them. And then you have yeah. Alessandro, a gay and, trans wrestler, yep. who fucking went out, who, go, who went out there, and they had the match of the fucking year. So yeah. to me, when I hear these Tucker Carlson's and these fucking, uh, what's the bitch, the squeaky voice bitch? Yeah, so you want to talk about this, man. You want to say it like that. But he always has to talk like that and try yeah, to. They, they, like they'll, they'll, they'll talk really fast, make themselves sound smart. Yes, I know. Tommy Lawrence, well, all of them. Yeah, well, here's the thing. They like to play this game where they're like, oh, well, your uh, emotional IQ is not where it needs to be for this. No, people get fucking upset when people say stupid shit. And and we and this bullshit. Where did this whole emotional IQ bullshit come from? To me, that's just a way of saying I want to be right, and because I know I can piss you off with saying some bullshit, I'm just gonna fucking say it. And and it's all bullshit because it all really is. At the end of the day, fuck all of them. None of them represent me as a fucking. You know, cis fucking straight fucking Puerto Rican male from fucking New York. Yeah. None of them represent my fucking views. And the fact that people fucking listen to those jerk boss, you're either stupid for listening or you fucking, you're on the other side of the coin where you know that it's all bullshit and you're just allowing yourself to get worked up by listening to some fucking jackasses talk. Do you know how many words of Rush Limbaugh's I remember in my whole lifetime? I remember none. I remember he said one fucking stupid thing one time, and I said, hey, I'm not going to listen to this fat fuck no more. And I changed the fucking channel. Yeah. So, I mean, please, people, we're in a fucking yeah. pandemic. Let, I'm going to let you talk right after this. I promise. I'm sorry. Sorry. You yeah. say out. I promise. I apologize. <laughs> but seriously, people, we're in the middle of a fucking pandemic. We're starting to get our fucking shots. We're going to be out in public with each other again pretty fucking soon. Just learn to ignore these fucking assholes. We proved something back in November when we got that racist piece of shit out of office. We proved something pretty fucking big. And then we proved something pretty fucking big again here in fucking Georgia. Georgia, we fucking turned it fucking bluer than the goddamn Duke and fucking Tar Heel fucking colors put together. And fucking, so, you know, fucking just just ignore these assholes because they don't fucking matter. And then when it's time to take a stand, 
vote. Fucking vote. Do what you did this time, and we won't have these assholes no more. Let's fucking get these fucking poor fucking families that are trying to get out of their fucking fucked up situations in South America. Let's make them fucking citizens here. Let's fucking take all the illegal immigrants we got here. Let's make them citizens so they can fucking have a good, clean fucking living like the fucking rest of us so they can start getting paid what they deserve to get fucking paid in the goddamn fields instead of getting paid half of what they are for being a fucking three times the fucking worker than half the fucking normal fucking Americans are here. Let's just fucking fix what's wrong with our fucking country, get through this fucking pandemic, and at the end of the day, ignore these fucking Trump supporters, these fucking assholes who fucking try and represent what men fucking think and shit. And let's just fucking get it over with. This is nonsense. Sorry, James, your turn. No, you're right. And I was just going to play off of that stuff. When, when the height of the manly military in 2004, didn't I tell you that we had, we had gay and trans people in, in my, in my unit? Of course. In yeah. And did, and did, and did we care? No, there was no reason. And we were in a war. Right. And we were in, and we were in two wars. And we had, and we had the, uh, we had his boyfriend come to our family picnics and drink with us. We did not care. I'll it repeat: military people do not give two shits about about women or that's it. And if they do, they're assholes. Yeah, it's just straight up, they're assholes. And, and we deal with it quickly. Yeah, and yeah. we and we, okay. and we deal with it. And you call them assholes, but anyway, sorry, I got us to an hour. <laughs> gotcha. So, gotcha. Good. We'll you have one dry tribe, and we'll have the other one. Ooh, <laughs> it looks like we're frozen on Facebook. Maybe my yelling got us kicked off. Yeah, or you got. Yeah, you TOS us. Thanks. Look at you. <laughs> Look at you TOS and us. How oh, dare no. you? But anyway, yeah. we're gonna no, we're no, gonna no, leave no, everybody no. with the good old Stone Cold Steve Austin rant. And for next week, we'll get EA's big reveal. Talk to you later, guys. Bye-bye. Drive from Agadolce to Marina Del Rey, and I was hauling ass about 70, 80 miles an hour, just like everybody else. And I was going in and out of lanes, and I was using my turn signal every time I did this, and I noticed that not a lot of other people were using the damn turn signals. What the fuck is wrong with people? You got to use your indicators, your blinkers, your turn signals. Another story. Just this morning, got up, went out to Thousand Oaks, California, about a 40-mile drive from Marina Del Rey to pick up my mother-in-law, to bring her back to the house, to spend the night with us. Same goddamn thing. Nobody's using their turn signals, their blinkers, or their indicators. I say, what the fuck is wrong with everybody? They act goddamn lazy. Or just like the finer points I'm going to explain to in Hodgkitts and Van Piro on the podcast about selling and fire, the same thing applies to a damn turn signal. I said, you know what? What do I need to do to help people understand what the fuck a turn signal is? So I got on my computer. I opened it up, and in the little window there, I just typed in turn signal, and it took me to a wiki how to do anything page, like Wikipedia. This is wiki how. I'm, I'm reading this shit directly off the damn screen for my open. How to use a turn signal. Check this out. Part of safe driving is letting other drivers around you Know what you intend to do.
Using your turn signals is not difficult, and it's generally required by law whenever you make a turn or change lanes. Hello. By providing a signal, you communicate to others on the road. You let a motherfucker know what you're going to do. This keeps you and other drivers safe, and it prevents accidents. Method one, using turn signals to make a fucking turn. One, locate the lever on the left side of the steering column. The turn signal is a long lever, usually black or gray in color. When moved up or down, this fucking lever will cause the light on either the left or right side of your car to flash. Two, use the turn signal to indicate a turn to the left. To signal a left turn, wait until you're approximately 30 yards from the corner around which you intend to turn. Ensure you're in the left turn lane, then push the turn signal lever down gently with your left hand. When the turn signal locks in place, you'll be able to see a flashing arrow directed to the left on your instrument cluster. You'll also hear a tick-tock sound, which clicks in time with the flashing of the light. This indicates that the signal is operating properly. Return your hand to the steering wheel and continue driving. Now, indicate a right turn with the turn signal. To signal a right turn, wait until you're within about 30 yards of the corner you wished around. Ensure you're in the right turn lane, then move the lever up with your left hand. The series of events which follow are similar to those which occur when making a signal to turn towards the left. Once you've moved the lever up, an arrow light will begin blinking on the dashboard instrument cluster. You will also hear a metronome-like sound at regular intervals which clinks in time with the flashing light on your instrument cluster. Hello. Okay. Four, ensure your turn signal turns off after your turn has been completed. Now, normally, the turn signal will automatically turn off after you've made the turn. Now, some turns, which are at angles at less than 90 degrees, however, might not trigger the automatic suspension of the turn signal after you've made the turn. Failing to turn your turn signal off after you've completed the turn can be illegal and cause confusion for other drivers. Five. Signal your turn even if you're in a turning lane. Some traffic lanes are reserved for left or right turns only. While it might seem unnecessary to indicate your turning when it should be obvious based on the lane you're in, use the turn signal anyway, motherfucker. Drivers who are not familiar with the area or who cannot see the signs due to multiple vehicles ahead of them in the lane will appreciate the indication as to where you're headed and could clue them into the fact your lane is for turning in a given direction. Plus, the goddamn law requires that you make a turn with your turn signal. Shit. Six, don't turn your turn signal on too soon. Only activate your turn signal when there are no intervening streets or alleys between you and the place you wish to turn. If you turn your signal on too soon, someone might think you're turning into a parking lot or down the street, which you actually are not. This confusion could lead to an accident or to you being cut off. Now, here's method two. Dig this. Using turn signals to merge into or out of traffic. One. God damn, this is important. Use your turn signal when pulling out from the curb. Before leaving a parking spot on the side of the street, it is important to indicate you're about to merge into traffic. After getting in your car, 
activate your turn signal in the direction you wish to merge. For instance, if you're parked on the right side of the street and you wish to merge into the lane parallel to your vehicle on the left side, activate your left-hand turn signal by pulling down on the signal lever. Check your side mirror to ensure there is space and the flow of traffic to pull out. Then turn your wheel hard to the left and accelerate gently. Return the signal lever to the neutral starting position by pushing up gently on it. Now dig this one. This is real fucking important. This is a merge onto a highway. Get on a highway with your turn signal. When merging onto the highway, accelerate quickly so you can attain the speed appropriate for highway driving. About halfway down the on-ramp, flick your left-hand turn signal on. This will demonstrate that you want to get over. But remember, you do not have the right of way when merging. Be careful when merging in the high-speed traffic. Let me read this sentence again, because every one of these motherfuckers out here in Los Angeles thinks just because they're in the merge lane, they think they got the right of way, and they start cussing at you and flipping you off and honking at you and going crazy when you don't give them the right of way. Once again, God damn it, here it is. When merging onto the highway, accelerate quickly so that you attain the speed appropriate for highway driving. About halfway down the on-ramp, flick your left-hand turn signal on. This will demonstrate you want to get over. But remember, motherfuckers, you don't have the right-of-way when merging. Be careful when merging into high-speed traffic. Here's a little psychology for you. This isn't on the page. But the people that are already on the highway, those people have the right of way because they're already on the highway. Since you're trying to get on the highway, you must merge or yield to them. Speed up like a motherfucker, slow down a cunt hair, whatever it takes to feather in. Just remember, you do not have the right of way when you merge in. They do. Fuck. Exit the highway with your turn signal. This is a big one, folks. If you need to get off the highway, Position yourself in the far right lane on the highway. If your exit ramp is on the left, position yourself in the far left lane of the highway. Turn the appropriate turn signal on when you're about 100 yards from the off-ramp, give or take. Do not slow down as you approach the off-ramp. Only modify your speed and adjust your turn signal once you're on the off-ramp. God damn it. Here's one. Indicate when you wish to change lanes with your turn signal. Hallelujah. This is what I'm fucking talking about on the highway. If, for instance, you're in the right-hand lane and you want to change the left lane, you can do it easily and safely by employing your turn signal. First, put your turn signal on in the direction you wish to go. To move into the right lane, push your turn signal up to let others know you wish to move to the right. To move into the left lane, push your turn signal lever down to indicate you wish to move into the left lane. Activate the turn signal at least five seconds before you wish to change lanes. That's going to give or take a little bit. Don't switch the signal on for just one or two flickers. Place it in a locked position just as you would when making a turn. Eh? That's the middle of the road. Just make sure you give a signal. If it's all clear, turn your wheel slightly toward the lane you wish to merge into. Once you're completely within the boundaries of the lane, move your left hand to your turn signal lever and switch it off. Do not cross multiple lanes of traffic with a single activation of your turn signal. If you know you need to cross many lanes, give yourself the adequate time and space to do so. Plan your lane merges ahead of time. So when you turn your signal on, you can't cut across three fucking lanes. Go to one lane, check your rearview mirror, employ your signal again, get to the next lane, check, turn your signal on, look in your rearview mirror, 
and so forth and so on. It's pretty damn easy, folks. It ain't hard to do. Uh, I was doing some history uh, research on the turn signal. I believe uh, the turn signal was invented, give or take, around 1920, and then they became a standard uh, goddamn features on an automobile. Back in the day, when was the first car invented? 1903, 1908, whatever it was, Model T. They didn't have no blinkers back in. They barely had some headlights. But that little uh, stalk on the left-hand side of your steering column, up to the right, down to the left. I gave you the particulars on Wicked How. You know what the fuck you're doing. Don't be a prick. I got a goddamn Range Rover that I lease. I got a 95 Ford Bronco. I got a 2003 Ford Focus. It don't matter what car I'm driving. I don't consider myself too good, too cool, too much of a hot shot, too arrogant to use my goddamn turn signals. I let a brother and a sister know what direction I'm going. You hear me? I don't think that's asking too much. If you use your turn signals and we all use our turn signals and I'm using my turn signals, hey, there'll be one less wreck on the goddamn highway or one less wreck in the city in which you live. It ain't that goddamn hard.